She has to be stopped. I don't want my friends getting hurt. What is my exit plan? talking about hold on hold on i've only just started recording you do amuse me with your constant recording is it really that useful okay you asked what um what the heck are you talking about she didn't say heck she said i know what she said but i'm, I'm trying to keep it clean okay i don't want the message lost because someone's offended by my language but talking about demons and magic is okay obviously john now that you've got your recording sorted out Continue. Uh, I was arrested by the cops, or at least I was taken into custody. I'm, I'm not sure what the difference is, or if there is one. My guardian checked me out on the pretense of transferring me, tied me up, threw me in the boot, dropped me off in the bush. I'm pretty sure Kilp saved me again. She really doesn't like my guardian. Nah, not at all. Are you sure it was Kilp? Could it be that vampire woman you saw? Are you feeling jealous, Sasha? I thought you had blue eyes. You're a creep, Beatrice. A plain old creep, and that's me keeping it clean. Hey, cool it. We're all on the same side here. I listened back to the recording I made at the time. See, it is useful. And I heard the whispers and that splintering, cracking sound that Kilp made when she manifested before. If it wasn't her, it was a local Aussie Zane helping her out. I'd say it could be Prince Charming from the Redfern Encounter, but it wasn't you who handed out the party favours. It was a good kisser. Tasted like strawberries. You did ask for that one tone. Let me start over and no one interrupt this time. Okay. 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 I was slipping from consciousness after the taser and kick in the head, and Kilp, I'm sure it was her, said something like, close your eyes and wake up. Follow the river of scarlet to the river of silver. Then something about my brothers and sisters and the weaver who doesn't cut all the threads and... I know, something about the moon. What? It sounded exactly like The Great Journey by Florence Jules. So I read more. I've spent the last 48 hours basically reading it from cover to cover and back again. I'm almost certain there's a manual describing entry and passage through the spirit world and some of the inhabitants. The Zane, the elves, and the Durgar, or the gnomes, and others, including, well, gods, for lack of a better term. Yeah, so the weavers of the weft and warp of all things. Kilp told me to find the weaver. Sounds great. I'd love to find the weaver of all things. I'm sure he'd have some wicked cloth I could use. You think the weaver could be arachne or similar? The fates themselves. Yeah, something like that. Or at least the spiritual entity that inspired those names. How would you think to convince this weaver to let you get at the weaves? And if she did, what would you do with them? Well, see, that's where Tony's nonna and Stephen come into it. I pulled my guardian out of this guy called Stephen. Uh, He's the one who sent the thugs after us a couple weeks ago. Well, I interviewed him to learn more about possession. And then I spoke with Tony here uh, about his nonna and her experience. You see, the possession doesn't suppress the soul. The demon does nothing without permission. It's like, um, what? Like the relationship between an abuser and abused, or, or cult leader and a cult member. 
The demon doesn't actually command the body, it commands the soul, and the soul accepts direction because it is beaten, but it's not gone. And the soul, this river of scarlet, still meets the river of silver, and that thread ultimately is woven into the old fabric by the weaver. Well, check out the brain on this one. I was about to say that. Oh, it's okay, John. We know you're more than just a walking mountain. Sure. The souls of the possessed don't want to be possessed, but they just don't see any hope of not being possessed. Magadiel has broken their hope and courage. That's why an exorcism doesn't work on a demon that is actually here in our world, because the demon is able to fully suppress the soul with its presence. When the demon is projecting into our world, its power is too weak, and from outside we can bolster the soul's courage such that it can throw the demon out. But what if we got in touch with the soul more directly? What if one of us enters the spirit world and communicates, or at least tries to communicate directly, with the soul? We can gain more allies. We can use Margadiel's greatest strength against her. We can encourage and bolster the souls she's enslaving. That is a remarkable insight. It has always been believed that when a demon arrives on earth and possesses a host that the host is fully supplanted by the demon. No, souls are not so easy to destroy as that. If you feed off a soul, if you connect with it, the person it was is still there. When you say, what if one of us enters the spirit world, you mean you, don't you? Yes, I think I've been there before, or at least I gained a glimpse of it. Look, it isn't without risk. Essentially the process, as best I can tell, is a kind of binding spell. But instead of binding to a fetish... Mm, like what? A leather mask with a mouth zipper? <laughs> yeah, nice, but obviously not. A fetish is something you embody with purpose greater than its form would imply. So, uh, yeah, there are people who project sexual energy into leather restraints, for example. But in this case, we'd be imbuing my soul into some other object. Or, or rather, we skip the object part and just perform the spell up to the point that unbinds my soul from my body. That will kill you. Not if we do it right. I mean, yes, it could kill me, but... And I can't be absolutely sure. But it is possible to loosen the soul up a bit. And the person so loosened can travel in the spirit world. I think this is what Florence Jules did. And I think it is what Kilp did for me when I was knocked out. You take a lot of risk with a binding spell. If the diagram and circles are not drawn with absolute precision and attuned to the type of binding then you risk the release of vast amounts of power. In this case, your soul. Only if you don't have a suitably powerful and prepared fetish, which you don't. That's my job. It might shock you to know that I'm not just a nurse. No, she's also a bit of a maths prodigy. Thanks. The grimoire and the script book have a lot of detailed formulae regarding proportional sizing and styling of the spell circle and symbols. It is a matter of correctly measuring certain aspects of your subject. Me. Yes, we've done that. The process and measurements are odd, but then all of this is cuckoo bananas to me. You then have to apply some odd trigonometry and third-order derivative calculus, and you end up with the exact value of the radius of each circle and a scale factor for each symbol. The challenge isn't really in getting the number in drawing the circles accurate. 
How will you do that? String and nail probably won't cut it. Not as big a problem as you'd think. I've got a bit of threaded bar stock with a couple of threaded sleeves, eye loops, nuts and a bolt. The bar stock and sleeves let me attach the eye loops together into a single bar of very exact length. I can use the threaded sleeves to finally adjust that length. The nuts lock everything in place once a laser measure is used to get the right length. Then one bolt on the floor, or more accurately, a big flat panel that is glued to the concrete. Uh, I use that then as, a, as a, like a compass to draw the circles. And we got the symbols laser cut at a machine shop and just traced inside them like a stencil. If I were going to do this more often, I'd set up a great big laser CNC mill to etch directly on the floor with sub-millimetre precision. So you've already gone and done this then? Yep. The circle is all set and ready to go. I just need a little help from my friends to almost kill me. Just say the word, bro. I'll do it. I swear I'll do it and I won't feel anything. I love your enthusiasm, John, and I'm so glad you won't feel anything. No problems. But I assume you just want us to sit around and say some words, yeah? What? Were you hoping to throat punch him? Uh, no, not at all. I, for one, would like to see this circle before I comment. Right this way. Amazing. The circle was so precise. So perfect. Heidi did a fantastic job of it. I don't wonder why binding and spirit work has been so difficult. Before the invention of the sort of precision tools that are relatively commonplace now, the variation in measurements would easily cause failure. The truth is, I don't know if this ritual has been successful or not. We all sat in our allotted places and clearly enunciated each of the seemingly meaningless syllables we'd been assigned. After a moment of silence, of him laying still, there were words. They sounded like they came from the centre of the circle, not from his mouth, but from just above his belly. He was narrating what he was doing, what he was experiencing. It made a kind of sense, like a dream. Then he stopped talking. He seemed to reach his goal, but now he's silent and we're all waiting to see if he wakes up. We recorded what he said, though it makes little real sense. I see a light. It comes from all of you, like silver and red sparks floating in a syrup. Where the road meets the bush is a razor of cloud light. It smells orange. I go. I follow your silver threads to the moon. It is a shield, a spotlight, in the void of hunger. There are so many threads, all people, but not all human. The earth looks like a ball of orange, green, black, red and silver. There are thick, pulsing veins pumping life. I go to the moon. She is a goddess and nothing, but it is where we all connect. Is the moon the weaver? I pass the fishermen. They watch our threads. Kilp. The moon is not the moon. 
not a shield. It doesn't protect us. It projects us. It is a beam of our connection. Who are you? I'm of the woven. I seek my mates, my colleagues. The tangle can tangle. I see you. The tangle is tangled. Come to me. You, you can, can be, be forgiven. forgiven. You are the beauty of the eye and unsullied. Come to me and be free. Come. So much of what Florence wrote in her book, The Great Journey, makes a sort of sense to me now. The strangeness of her prose is because it was her narration of her journey into the spirit world. I assume it is the spirit world, or at least what we call the spirit world. I don't know what a scientist or physicist would call it. The ritual we did was a kind of binding. But I was a spirit to be bound, and we used no fetish. I was drawn out of my body, and it was like a dream. So hard to describe using understandable metaphor. I flew up following our life threads to what I would call a moon, but I know it wasn't really. It was the junction of all our threads. They continued behind the moon as a single thick line. Close to the earth, there was a lot of red mixed in, but after the moon junction, it was pure silver. I met something there. It was the mix of all the threads, but with something extra on top of it. I'd call it an emergent intelligence. Perhaps the natural outcome of mixing so much life. Hmm, not well explained. It was a god of sorts. Not the god, but a god in the sense of it being greater than the sum of the constituent people that made it. I.e. all of us. I sort of spoke to it. It was sort of, well, it had a bit of me as part of its makeup. I could tell it was pure. There were only those beings native to our world, or our universe. Well, there were no demons mixed in there. They're like parasites, they're leeches, sucking the silver component out of our thread, leaving only the red. I don't know the significance of that observation. The God helped me. The God was me, and all of us, and it cares and doesn't care. Um... It cares that we exist and that we act, but it doesn't care that any given individual exists or acts, only that there are individuals and they act. Well, that's a mess, isn't it? I'll make it simple. It is largely indifferent to people, but it is not indifferent to demons. It rejects them. It's not compatible. I wouldn't use language like hate, because this thing doesn't have emotion like I could understand. Anyway, tomorrow night is Thursday. So we're all going to rock it. We've got it booked for a private function with an exclusive guest list that Rachel is helping us out on. It's going to be epic. All my friends will be there. I can't wait. She has to be stopped. I don't want my friends getting hurt. What is my exit plan? Thank you for listening. 
Season 3 is the finale of the Exaplan story. This is my Exaplan, Book 1 of Exaplan, and What is my Exaplan, Book 2 of Exaplan are now both available on Amazon. If you would like to help support the production of this and future works, please consider buying a copy or recommending it to a friend. Thank you to David Kinsman as Tony, Mark Regan as John, Hem Cleveland as Beatrice, Natalie Berrin as Sasha, Carly Nichols as Mary and Nick Rummery as Heidi. To keep up to date, follow, at Gravity Undone, on Twitter or Facebook and consider checking out our new shop where you can buy related merchandise.